What is up? Welcome back to Modern Day Marketer. I am your host, Brett McGrath. It is Friday, and you know what that means. We are dropping another conversation about marketing, about all the things we do that matters. This time, I'm joined by CEO and co-founder of TestBox, Sam Sr., and he is talking about moving beyond ungated content to ungated products. You know we love talking about ungated content here on Modern Day Marketer, and it is something we represent at the juice, but what the heck is ungated products? And what does that mean? Sam comes in. I love the concept. I love the idea. I love what he is building over at TestBox. If you like what we're doing over here, hit the follow button, subscribe, do all the things, but make sure you tell a damn marketing pal that you're listening to the pod and that you're enjoying what we're doing over here. Without further ado, let's kick into the conversation. What is up, everyone? Welcome back to Modern Day Marketer. I am excited for this conversation. If you've listened to the podcast at all or followed what we've been doing at The Juice, you know we have an affinity for ungated content. And this topic was brought to me by the guest. And here's a pro tip. If you're coming at me and you want to talk about ungated content, like you always have a spot on the podcast. I'm excited to be talking with Sam Sr., who's the CEO at TestBox. And the topic for today is moving beyond ungated content to ungated products. How about that one? Without further ado, welcome, Sam. How are you? I'm great. Thank you, Brett. Thanks very much for having me. I am stoked to be talking all ungated things. Maybe before we get going and jumping into the topic and conversation, Test box. I all I had to do when we first got connected was go to the site, read the headline, and immediately I understood the problem that you all were trying to solve. But want to give you some space, maybe to talk a little bit about Test Box, what you all are doing, what are you trying to accomplish? Yeah, so much of what we're trying to do is that philosophy of moving from ungated content now to ungated products. I spent years talking to end buyers of enterprise software, and everyone would consistently say buying software sucks. It feels like it's all about the sales rep. It's not about me as the customer and the experience that I'm trying to create and the decision that I'm trying to get to as quickly as possible. And so I spent a lot of time talking to people and came up with this idea of how do we actually make it really easy for people to truly get a hands-on experience of the different pieces of software that they're trying to make a decision on and confidently be able to make a selection within a few weeks instead of going through a multi-month sales process. Today, we're just in the, the customer support help desk software category. So you come in say, these are the three or four products that I'm potentially going to buy. You get immediate access to each of those environments. So you haven't talked to anyone, you haven't signed up for any trials. You get those environments though with data in there and all the major workflows built out. So you can try one workflow and one product and say like, hey, does, does the canned response to a customer really work in this product for me? Try it out click a button and do exactly the same thing in a different product and identify, okay, did product A work for me? Did product B, did product C, product D? Invite your team members collaboratively, basically build a scorecard on what you like and what you don't like. And you've been able to do that all by yourselves. And actually it's fantastic that we're talking about marketing right now is because we're about to move into the marketing automation space and then the conversation intelligence space. So over the next quarter, you'll start to see platforms like Marketo and Pardot and Active Campaign and Sharpspring and all that sort of thing uh, finding its way onto the Testbox platform. So hopefully people will be able to give it a whirl and get ungated access to products that they might be thinking about buying. I love this idea and concept, and I'm glad you all are bringing it to market and bringing it to life because anyone listening, including myself, has all been through that 
bad experience where we just want access. We don't want to jump through all the hoops and talk to people. I'd be curious, are you, are the companies that you're working you say marketing automation immediately. I'm like, this, that's super competitive space makes a lot of sense. Do the, are these companies approaching you? You having conversation because they're, they're valuing test boxes, like a distribution channel, like maybe shed some light on that. I'd love to learn more. Yeah, it's a combination of both. Um, so some, some, for some companies, it's us reaching out to them and telling the story. And for others, it is inbound saying like, hey, you're going to help us bring new leads in. You're going to help us um, get access to deals we maybe weren't even considered in previously. And you're going to make it the easiest deal that we'll have externally. So, so a piece of feedback that we've got from one of our vendors or our partners is actually... The deal with Testbox has been the easiest set of deals they've ever had with any of their external partners, where basically the customer, we introduced them and within 24, 48 hours, that customer has signed the contract and is ready to go. Because basically we've done all of the work previously to help those people identify if this is the right product for them and be confident in the decision such that they just have pricing. They talk about pricing, they make the signature and they're done and that's it. And that's so like, that's why people are excited about using our platform as part of their own experience as well. I love it. I can't wait to dig in deeper and learn more. And I, I, I feel like I am, I already, I am going to be a user of TestBox just because I don't want to talk. I don't, I, I talk to enough people on this podcast. I don't want to talk to a salesperson. I want to <laughs> get access and make the decision. And I want to be in control of that buying journey. So it sounds like you're trying to facilitate, ex- you're, you're creating a, an experience for people just like me who just want access and want to get their hands on the product. That's 100% right. And importantly, it's actually free for you to be able to use. We don't charge you a cent. We, we monetize basically you buy a platform. We take a cut of the revenue of the deal from the partner. So there's no, and we have no incentive to push you to one product over another because we've set up our deal structure such that it's roughly the same for everyone. So yeah, we're really here just to be that third party that helps you get to a much better decision in a much better process. Super smart. Um, let's talk a little bit about the kind of, you talk about ungated products, now ungated content. So you're the the CEO of the business, the leader, and you're, I'm sure, tasked with a million different things. You wear a lot of different hats. And one of those things that you're working on, right, is marketing. You're on this podcast, you're talking about your product, what you do and who it solves for there's been this shift moving, right? I have not heard of ungated products until now, but like we've talked a lot about ungated content. Was it for you? Was it like immediate? Okay. I'm working on this business around ungated products. Like if we're creating content, it's got to be ungated or has this been like a gradual moment of, okay, well, we got to shift in this direction. Talk, talk to me about that a little bit. So it has been a bit of a shift. I I think when we first started working on our marketing, there was a couple of pieces of content that we had that was so incredibly valuable. Like it would take someone 20 hours to build out the research that we had for this piece of content. Basically, it was choosing all the different pieces of software out there in this category, showing for each price level, what the price level was and what you got for each of them, what the security compliance levels were, how long it would take to implement. Like we basically did a teardown of each of these products and we built this like 20 page PDF to tell you all the comparison points that you're going to really care about. And initially everyone was like, that is an insanely valuable piece of content. Like you should use that to collect emails. I was like, okay, yeah, sure. Maybe we'll start doing that. And then we, we launched it. Uh, we, we put it out on LinkedIn and we asked people to comment and, and all this sort of thing. 
And yeah, I got a lot, I got a bunch of traction. People were excited about it. But actually where I found I had the most useful conversations with people is when I just sent the PDF link to them directly, didn't do anything else other than just sent it to them and said like, Hey, give me any feedback or, or tell me what you like or didn't like. And then those were the customers or the, or the people out there who were jumping on and testing out a product more often than, than the other people who had forced through like a newsletter gating or anything like that. And so it was actually fascinating to see the difference in the audience and who you were capturing by, um, by changing the way that they engage with the content. And so now I've asked the team to basically remove any gates. Everything's going to perform better on SEO and all of that sort of thing. But actually, if our whole philosophy is make it really damn easy for people to test and compare products, then, then we should be doing the same with any information that we're providing on the front end as well. And so it's now become a philosophy more than anything over the last like three to six months. So anyone out there listening, this is a piece of content that you can go take to your CEO or your CMO or VP of marketing, whoever you report to and show them there are leaders at businesses that are ungating content and here are the reasons why. Do you think this is, do you feel like you're maybe the only one or one of few in the C-suite who are operating this way? I'd love to learn, like, has other uh, peers have come to you and asked how this is working or how it's not? I'd love to hear how how that's going from, like, your personal network perspective. I, I think there are portions of the community who are already very far down this path that have been championing it. But I think it is, like, pulling out a number out of the air but it's we're talking like 10 to 20 percent max of the of the leaders who are really believing in this one of our investors is actually the president of uh, of sales at metadata so really successful company out there doing a ton for marketers they ungate a lot of their content um i actually read through sort of this it would have been a 15 page pdf from them around um how best to use your marketing dollars in different channels and all of this sort of thing and and was this moment where i was like we will now use their advice in this product to actually make ourselves more successful, which now in turn, we're actually about to start a contract with metadata. And yes, there's the person advisor and advisors on our cap table, and we may have used metadata anyway, but until I was seeing the value of all of the pieces of content that they were thinking about, I was then like, okay, maybe their product is even better. I think this idea of you're giving away a bunch of stuff for free to someone and they're getting value out of it, their reaction then is, well, if that's what you're giving away for free, what are you going to charge me money for? That stuff must be incredible. Of course, I'm going to go look at that. And so that's kind of how that developed in my head as well. Just like looking at metadata, for example, is like they have this incredible content and they must have so much more hidden behind a paywall. Like, let's go have a conversation with them. And now we're going to likely become a customer. And so I think this mentality is really important of, of sort of, stacking value on top of each other over and over and over again till a point where someone is like, well, you've given all of this away for free. Surely I'm going to get so much more if I actually engage with you more deeply. I love that. And shout out metadata. They are constantly one of the highest performers on the juice. People love their content because they're giving you actual stuff for free that makes you think and do things a little differently. So got to plug them and give them credit where credit is due. Maybe like, so I think about like a marketer that is having the conversation with their, their boss and they're saying, okay, for everything you just stated, like we let's get rid of forums, let's ungate everything. 
and I'd be curious how you you all are doing this at test box, but like, yes, there are the things like, um, that just are happening that you can give feel. It feels good. Like more people are coming to the website. You're yep. getting organic emails from people that you might not have before. How exactly would you say like from like a, a measurement and marketing without forms, without the traditional way to capture leads? Like how would, how are you all assessing and measuring the performance of your marketing at test box? At the end of the day, I'm not particularly interested in impressions on a piece of content. I'm not particularly interested in, in like, oh, we had this many people click this ad or whatever it is. That, that doesn't increase revenue. That doesn't increase onboarded customers or anything like that. So actually, the only thing that we look at every single week is how many people onboarded into the app? Is that going up? What are the experiments that we ran in the last two weeks? And do we think any of them had a connection to, the, to this um, increase in, in customers onboarding? And then out of those customers that are onboarding, okay, are the conversion rates to someone actually buying a piece of software increasing? Now, what are the experiments that we ran that will affect the levers between someone onboarded to someone converted? Now, like if those numbers aren't moving, I don't particularly care that you got 2 million impressions on, on, on a video or anything like, great if you did but at the end of the day all i really care about is people onboarded people converted we as a company grew as a result of that i love it um i call it at times attribution intoxication where all we do is spend all of this time in these spreadsheets looking at these vanity metrics and saying we should get credit for this we should get credit for that and it sounds like it's from your your perspective it's like let's just run some freaking experiments and let's see if these experiments end up hitting our North star metric that we're looking for. Do you think that there, there are too many vanity metrics in marketing and it's just kind of a, a waste of time. It sounds like that's you've, you've maybe have dealt with that in the past and you're like, why are we spending our time talking about all these things that don't really matter or moving? Yeah, on? exactly. Like we genuinely did have something that had 1.7 million views in the last couple of weeks on, on a piece of content. That's fantastic. And that, could well have been the thing that drove us uh, from in like a 50% increase in onboarded over, over in the last month, basically. Let, let's say it was. That's fantastic. But actually, like, what if I'd only got a million impressions? Would I've got the same result? Or what if I'd only got 500,000 impressions? Would I've got the same? Like, I don't, we don't know what an impression means to a, to an actual outcome of someone onboarding and, and converting. So unless you can tell me for every 10 impressions we're going to drive this number of people who have onboarded. Like I'm not particularly interested, but if you can say for every 10 impressions, it costs us, let's say it costs $10 an impression. And we know that one of those companies is going to onboard every time. Then great. I'm going to go keep spending that money. But unless you can really clearly say like that impression led to this outcome, I, I'm not interested. I, I love that. Do you, do you find that I'm all about this philosophy of ungate everything. Are there things that you would recommend or structures you would have in place in order to make sure that there is some sort of gut check or pulse check on these experiments that you're that you're running that are trying to hit your North Star metric? Like, is there any information just based on how you've all run it at TestBox that you would sh might share with the the community that might help them out? So, something that we we're looking closely at is. What at every single step of the funnel, what are our different drop-off points saying that's really important to understand and then be able to look at our cycle goals from this cycle and the prior cycle and identify, okay, what 
which levers did we impact and how much how much cost was it associated with that? Because then, yes, it's not perfect. I can't say like, hey, we ran this campaign and that resulted in 10, 10 new um, users onboarding because there's a bunch of other stuff we're running at the same time. But if we ran that experiment and it and we went from, let's say we went from 10 to 30 suddenly, the onboarding in a week, I'd be like, well, even if it's not 100% of the outcome was driven by that experiment, it was probably at least 50% of that experiment. Mm-hmm. Let's run that experiment again. Okay, now, now we can test the hypothesis a second time. If that same experiment runs two or three times and you can cont- continue to see the similar results, you can quickly say that, that thing is working. Here is the cost associated with that. Okay, now let's stack rank the, the potential impact of that and the potential cost of that against all the other experiments we've run. Now we can reprioritize. And that's a really important exercise for us to be able to directly say, we did this thing, it created this outcome. We don't know exactly what the attribution was, but it was enough of an increase that we know it was associated with this experiment. Let's run it again a couple of times and then we'll prove it out. I can't like, uh, I'm going to like put some exclamation points uh, on the other side of that. And I don't know, it's, 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 to me, it's always, it's okay to be a little vulnerable. It's okay not to have the answers for every specific thing, especially when you're an early stage business. And if you're seeing something and you think you're learning some, something from it, like double down, keep running those experiments. And it sounds like that's what you all have been doing uh, at test box regarding gated content. And it's, seems to be working itself out for you all. Yeah. I think the, like the thing that the marketing team and I will often talk about is that every cycle, we're going to try and run four or five experiments. If one works, fantastic. If four fail, even better. Because that means that we have tried a bunch of stuff and we know we can now say right now that thing doesn't work. It might work in a year's time, but right now it's not working. We'll revisit it potentially if we think it is a good idea in the future, but we can cross these four things off the list, which means we're closer to finding out what's going to work. And then we can keep going up against that thing that's working. Um, and so I think being able to have that conversation with the marketing team is critical and, and giving them the permission to say like, we had a 50% increase in users. I think it's to do with this thing. And that's a good enough answer. I don't need them to say it was definitely this and it definitely drove this and it definitely cost this because frankly, like we're working in a world where there is such a large amount of, of TAM and opportunity for us that like being really specific right now doesn't matter. Being extremely precise isn't going to move the needle, but knowing that this will send us towards our North Star and we keep doing things that send us towards our North Star, that's good enough for now. I, so I've I've heard you talk about ungated products. I've heard you talk about ungated content. And like my primary takeaway from everything you've said is like you all are very focused on the user experience. And basically, if you were on the other side of it, how you'd want to be marketed to or how you'd yeah. want to try new products. I'd be curious, like, has anything on the the content side influenced the way you've done the product thing or anything on the pro- ungated product side influenced the way you've done ungated content? I'd love to maybe understand that. Yeah, there's actually a bunch of content that we have now put into our app. So I think like, I look at our blog and we have so much incredible juicy content in there now. And we actually now both reuse it for if someone onboards into the app, we now like will point them at some of that content and be like, hey, this is really valuable information for you to help you make a decision. But 
we have realized, and everyone will say, that's really helpful. Thank you very much for sharing that. And like, we'll have a good conversation off the back of the content we send them. But now we've started to say, well, rather than that needing to be an email, why don't we make that just really accessible for you in the product? And so like this pricing and features guide that I was talking about before is now a big button in the product for people to click and they get a meet and they get access to it inside. And so we're also about to syndicate a bunch of review data um, from G2. I think there's, there's parts of G2 that are fantastic, some parts that people struggle a little bit with. But at the end of the day, if you can really thoughtfully pair the product experience we're delivering with the review data that they have there as just like an extra data point, you can actually create um, a much better experience where it can be extremely refined. The review data that they're reviewing, that they're, that they're looking at, is extremely refined to their persona based on their experience in the products. And so we're finding all of these different ways to bring in external content or content that we have externally or partnered with into the app because that's actually where people are doing their business and making their decision instead of expecting them to be on another tab somewhere else that's actually outside our product and reducing their engagement with our product. That's super smart. And I'm envisioning that experience and what I would want. And that is likely. And I want to talk, I, I'm, I'm there. I have curiosity and I'm sure other people might, might be interested too. in just that piece of content in the promotion around it regarding like the 20 or so companies you, you know, brands you, re, you reviewed when you promoted that all, you know, via LinkedIn and I'm sure all the channels what I'm sure you, you tag those companies or whatever. Did you like, what was what was like the interest that came from like companies that were in that guide? Like, how did they approach you all? Like, were they curious of what you were all up to? I'd yeah, to actually it's super interesting uh, because they, <laughs> some of them actually reached out to me and said, are you okay with us using this with our own sales team internally or with our own marketing? And I was like, yeah, absolutely. It talks, <laughs> talks about our product. Everyone's getting more familiar with it. So we actually found some of them started repurposing it for different audiences internally. And then there was another piece of content that we released around the same time that basically was saying um, sort of there are four or five stages of a company going from like very early to to, um, basically high growth through to super scaled and basically saying for within a certain software category, here are the types of tools that are going to be relevant for you as you grow up and mature into each stage. And we created this sort of this animals series of animals to say like oh you're you're a mouse you're a raccoon you're an elephant you're a wolf like just different sizes just something so people would remember rather than being like you're 10 to 50 people and apparently they one of our partners is, was in this guide their vp of sales then brought it up at like their sales kickoff and they started talking about it and using the nomenclature of like hey, we were categorized as this and now we've moved up into this category as well because we added these features and like they've actually started using that content with some of their customers as well. And like, I think so much of, if we go back to the gated versus ungated piece, because all of that is ungated, they can Mm. so easily share it with every single person in their company and who are their sales team and, and their marketers, send the link to them and they can start reusing it all the time. And we actually found that some of these partners then started posting about it on LinkedIn and saying like, Hey, did you see us most recently in this? Did you see us in that thing that Testbox talked about, which I was pretty stoked about, to be honest. That does not happen. If you have a form in front of that piece of content, I, I had to dig in because I knew there was a awesome story behind that. Maybe as Sam, as we wrap it up, uh, we talked a lot about ungated products, ungated content. You're, you're, you're preaching to the choir over here. You're speaking my language. <laughs> Maybe uh, 
share some advice for anyone out there who's listening, who's trying to get started on either side. Like what, what pieces of feedback or words of wisdom do you have for anyone trying to get going in the process? It's really scary to go from gated content where you are getting email addresses to ungated content when you're, where you're no longer getting email addresses or you're not getting contact information. That is a really scary prospect. I do not deny that. Maybe don't start ungating everything. Ungate a few things and see if you really miss those emails or you miss that contact information. Like, is it is it dramatically changing your job by not having that information? So just go try it and then go watch any of the metrics that you can around people onboarding and that sort of thing. Whether that take, takes a month, whether it takes three months to actually have any impact. Um, and then figure out ways to distribute that ungated content that you hadn't previously done and just focus on distribution, distribution, distribution. Because by having it ungated and, and just allowing anyone to access it easily and putting it in all the right channels, you may find that people then start promoting it again themselves. Like you've never promoted a gated piece of content, I'm sure. But I'm sure you've probably promoted like, oh, someone wrote this really interesting article or blog on, the, on this topic somewhere else. So you might start to see if it's a really good piece of content, people start talking about it and sharing it around. That's when you know you're onto something. And that's when I'd be like, okay, now let's ungate a little bit more. So you can you can test your way into seeing if this works for you. Because I understand that it's really scary um, to lose some of that information that you currently potentially rely on. CEOs can sound like marketers too, everybody. <laughs> Sam just dropped some knowledge. Hey, before I let you go, where can we send people who are interested in learning more about TestBox or hearing from you? Yeah, just testbox.com. It's as easy as that. And then you can get immediate access into our platform. It doesn't take any time at all. You put your name in, email address, and you're done. And it's you have full access to, to like a plethora of environments that you might be interested in. So it, it's super, super easy. It takes literally five seconds to get going. Awesome. We will put the links in the show notes, Sam. Thank you so much for coming on, talking about ungated everything. We'll have to get you back on. Appreciate it, man. Thanks very much, Brett. Sam is full of insight, knowledge, passion, and what he is building is a great contribution to the B2B marketing space. I love it. So many good insights. Go follow him. Go check out what TestBox is doing. Take care of yourself. Take care of others around you. We'll be back with more Modern Day Marketer on the other side of this. Peace out. Take care.